no one has ever set them down and told them who they are in Christ. I feel like it all starts off with who, what, who God says you are. And most parents, they're not bad parents, they're just busy parents. Hello, and thank you for joining us on Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Women Living Intentional, a group created for those who are looking and ready to live in purpose. Now over to your host, Tayani Tellis. Hello, and welcome to Posh Talks Podcast, where living intentional consists of high vibes and posh lifestyles. I'm your host, Tayani Tellis, and today's episode is A Queen in the Making. Now, today's quote states, in every woman, there is a queen. Speak to the queen, and the queen will answer. That quote is from an African proverb. Now, before we get into today's episode, this podcast is sponsored by Intentional Investments. Our BizBox program is now live, guys. Are you interested in starting a business but cannot seem to find the creativity, resources, or time to see the visit through? Well, our newest program, BizBox, is your business solution in a box. We will provide you with the support from start to finish, from branding to marketing, we have you covered. The only thing you worry about is your launch date. For more information, email info at intentionallyposh.com or click the link provided in the show notes. Now, to get into today's episode, Tiffany created the Propel Initiative to provide a safe space to talk, encourage girls to love themselves for who they are, develop healthy relationships with family, friends, and teachers, communicate effectively, and learn the skills needed to live whole and productive lives from 12 years old and beyond. After hosting several successful church-activated events, Leek is now motivated to take her mission worldwide, bringing her group of girls with her to share their message of encouragement and testimony of helping helpful change. Hello and welcome, Tiffany. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I'm super excited to learn more about your journey um, into entrepreneurship. So for our listeners who are new um, to learn about you, yourself, and your um, mission, the Propel Initiative, can you walk us through um, your journey into entrepreneurship and starting the Propel Initiative? Sure. I started off um, my first job in high school was actually with the United States Secret Service um, at the White House. Um, shoot, I was about 16 years old, 15 oh, wow. years old when I started. Yes. So I um, got kind of thrown into big business and government things, and I was like, wow, this is crazy. But it was very intimidating. But I started off babysitting. Um, my have my own little side business babysitting for a lot of the special agents. They traveled a lot, and they got to know me on the job, and that's when I started my first little side business, just going to their houses and watching their kids. And I was like, wow, they tip good, and the kids aren't bad. I like this. I like making right. extra money. Yeah, so then I um, got into event planning where people would always, my family would always tell me, oh, you're so good at decorating. Um, you cook like your grandmother. Start putting on these events. So then I start putting on events. I started um, opening myself up to doing it for um, theaters, nonprofit organizations. And so I had 
an event planning and virtual assistant um, company. And I went full-time with that starting in 2010. That was the last real job I've had. I actually quit my job, fired my boss, and became my own boss with um, my company, and it's called Away on Business, LLC. So as I was going along, since I was thrown into um, that business and entrepreneurial lifestyle at such a young age, I felt like I wasn't really developed in a lot of the other things. Like I was good at business, but as far as the emotional things and the um, unresolved issues that I might have had as a teen, I felt kind of lost in the sauce. And so I had to really take inventory of my life and see what I needed to do to heal from any past trauma, any unresolved um, self-esteem or self-worth issues. And as I grew as a person, God started sending me people that needed to do the same thing. And at first, I I went to Bible college, I became a minister, I was really thrown into singles ministry, because that is um, where I was called. And I moved to Chicago and joined a church that was huge, had about 27,000 members. And so I was the singles minister within maybe a month of me joining the church. And so thousands of people would come to the events that I would plan, and we were having a good time. But then as I'm talking to some of the parents, they're like, you, I need you to talk to my daughter. I need you to talk to my teen. You, you, you have a lot of wisdom. How about you share with them? So their girls would just start coming to my house. So that's how I started the Propel Initiative. I actually um, had the, the name of it. God had given me the name, P-R-O-P-E-L, providing real opportunities to prepare and empower young ladies. And they would just come over. We would do vision boards. We would talk about the things they weren't comfortable talking to their parents about. We would go on little field trips. And it started off with just about six girls, then it grew to 12 girls. Then I'm renting a van because it's like growing to 15 girls, and I'm like, oh, wow, this is really something. And it wasn't until I moved to Atlanta last year that I actually got the 501c3 and made it an official organization, and I knew that then I had found my purpose and my calling. Yes, yes, I love it. And, you know, just based on what you have said holistically, um, I love your journey because it's super unique. However, you did just mention something that was key that you were given the name before the business was actually birthed. Um, Mm -hmm. What was happening in your life at that moment where you were, like, where this name was placed in your spirit? Well, I actually was just by myself in Chicago. God moved me there. I had no idea why. I just kept, it was just in my spirit, Chicago, Chicago. So I started doing research. I only knew maybe three people in the entire city. And I said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to leave my family, leave my friends, everything I knew, because I'm from Washington, D.C., born and raised. And so I'm going to do this and take this leap. So I did. And when I got there, I was completely alone, and God was like, I'm going to propel you. Everything that starts from here is to propel you into your purpose. So when he gave me that title, he was telling me that he's preparing, propelling me. And so I was like, okay, well, if that's what he's doing, then I can do that for others and pass that on. So that's why I got the name. I was there alone. I was there kind of lost. I was there feeling kind of like weird about the whole situation because I'm like, why am I here? I have my business. 
you know, I don't really know a lot of people, but as the years went on, as I was there five years, oh, my God, I grew in every area. And I really feel like that's when I got my, put my big girl pants on. Yes, yes, I love it, I love it. So I want to talk a little bit more about your newest book, A Queen in the Making. Um, can you just walk us through the concept and the thought behind this book and how the how this book can benefit a lot of readers, um, young or old? Oh, okay. Well, I felt like when I'm talking to these girls, there was nothing that I could give them. Like, yes, I could do a workshop, I could plan an event, I could coach them over the phone, but there was nothing I could actually hand them that could give them an A to Z guide that where if they were struggling in a certain issue, then they can go to um, a resource and they can find something, someone that understands what they're going through and that gives them a step-by-step plan. And so once again, God gave me the title before the book. I um, did not have the title of Queen in the Making, but I knew that it was supposed to be an A to Z guide. So I went out through the alphabet, A through Z, and put in the qualities that I know that he had me implement in my life through my journey of growth and development that I felt like teen girls and young ladies would need. And the reason why I targeted the 12 to 21, because that is what Propel does. However, as I started writing, I'm like, wow, my friends could use this. Wow, my cousins can use this. Wow, I know people that are 40-plus that have never developed these qualities and have never really claimed their crown. Um, I have to put this in here. And so I worked five, the last five, six months on this book. I sacrificed time with friends, family. I didn't do anything. If I did travel, it was to write. And I poured my entire self into this book, A to Z, and just put in everything that I felt like someone would need to be able to go from zero to 100 to find their purpose, claim their crown, and really get a full knowledge of their self-worth. I love it. I love it. So um, what advice would you give a parent? Because I know we're talking a lot about, of course, the teen, and that is, I know, like one of the – one of the moments where people are trying to find themselves, those teenage years. So what advice could you give a parent who is suffering with a young child who is dealing with confidence issues? I feel like most teens, when they are dealing with confidence issues, it's because no one has ever set them down and told them who they are in Christ. I feel like it all starts off with who who God says you are. And most parents, they're not bad parents. They're just busy parents. So they're sitting there and they're telling their their child, clean up your room, brush your teeth, you know, do good in school. But they're not affirming their children and pouring into them who they are, how valuable they are, the fact that they're unique and special for a reason, the fact that God created them for a purpose, the fact that they have the mind of Christ, all of the things that the Bible tells us. And I know it has a lot of these and vows and hard-to-read language in the Bible, so you can't just hand the Bible to a young person. You actually have to break it down for them and tell them what it says about them and how they fit in. And most parents, they're not doing that. So I advise the parents of the girls that I counsel and that I mentor, 
I advise for them to have weekly meetings with their girls, talk to them, provide an open and safe space, don't judge them, tell them who they are, um, affirm the, and validate their emotions, help them to process them, and, and look in, in the mirror and tell them, what do you see about yourself? If they start talking negative, you turn it into a positive. You don't allow them to blame themselves. You don't allow them to criticize themselves. You don't allow them to receive anything that's negative spoken over them. And that is what most parents aren't doing. I know my parents didn't do it, and it's not like they um, meant any harm to me. They just didn't know that that's what they should do. Yeah, they raised me to clean my room. They raised me to work hard. They raised me to go to church, but they've never really told me and set me down and told me how valuable I was. So I had to learn that from the world. Who am I? I'm looking at my identity in other places and looking for validation in the wrong places and faces. And then that's when you start to have those self-worth issues. So if you have a daughter that has the confidence issues, it's because you have to let them know who they are in Christ first. And I think that is where everyone's journey should start. Yes, yes, I love it. And now I know that you mentioned, you know, of course, um, to start affirming things within your children. But are there any other practices you encourage parents to use to build better communication um, lines within the household or to better catch the signs early on? Because like you said, there are a lot of parents who, you know, want to be attentive, but of course, when you're going through the emotions of life and you're going and working your nine to five and, you know, all you can think about is being a parent, you know, making sure that you're showing up to work, you kind of miss out on those small signs. So are there any, like, um, tips or tools that can help parents to better catch these signs early on or how they can better um, the communication within the household? Yeah, I feel like you have to remember as a parent that you're not, rearing children, you're raising adults. So you are the first teacher of letting your child know how to communicate their feelings, how to process what is going on inside them. And I think that comes with those weekly conversations. If you don't know your child, you don't know what's going on in their mind, in their life, in their heart, in their spirit, then how are you going to see the signs? Because most parents, they don't know their children. They're, like you said, they're trying to pay bills. They're trying to raise other um, kids. They're trying to um, balance all the things about life. But if the only conversation you're having with your children is to say, be good, do your homework, no, you can't do that, um, you're punished, um, and given orders, that's not a conversation. So the way to get to know your child is to listen without judgment, um, ask leading questions, um, what 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 good things happened today this week in school? Um, who are your friends? Why are they your friends? Um, um, how do they make you feel? What can you learn from those people? Then you start to dig deep and start seeing the root of things. I think they should stick to a schedule of having conversations with their children. And then they have to recognize that all children are different. So they have to communicate differently with each child. One child may need more physical affection, another child may just want to do something fun, and that will break down that wall for them to feel like they can come and talk to you. Um, don't interrogate your child. Don't make them feel like they're on a witness stand and that you're just trying to find out the truth. No, you have to talk to them and be really lighthearted about it so that they will break down that wall and know, okay, 
My mom is not going to get mad at me if I say this to her. My dad is not going to to um, punish me if I tell him my opinion about this. And um, if you notice that your child is withdrawn or very aggressive or um, or they have a smart mouth, it might not be because they're a bad child. It might be because something else is going on. And you can't get to the root of anything without talking and without listening. And most importantly, I would say don't assume the worst about your child. When they're telling you something that happened, you should listen first before jumping to a conclusion that they did something wrong or that, that it was their fault because then they, they, they won't even feel comfortable telling you anything. And then you'll be the last to know. You should never be the last to know that your child is depressed or that they have anxiety issues or that, you know, that they're being bullied or that they're suicidal or cutting. You shouldn't be the last to know. You should be the first to know and you should be working um, with them through those emotions. And if you're not equipped to do so, you should be able to take them to someone that can get them to open up and talk. Yes, yes, I love it. I love it. I think all of the information that you're giving is key because um, as parents, I know, especially like in my household, of course, you know, my mom, she was loving. I had a father who, of course, was loving. He was present. However, um, we didn't talk about those type of things. You right. know, it was just some things that we did not cover. And I noticed, you know, when I got older, I was dealing with what, you know, is known as childhood traumas and, you know, not knowing how to really communicate or express yourself, um, mm-hmm. should I say, because, you know, you never did that at home. So when it's time to communicate and tell people how you really feel, instead of, you know, saying, okay, this is what's wrong, this is what, ha- what happened, I don't like this, this is how it made me feel, the first thing you automatically are programmed to do is to say, I don't know. And it's like, right. how don't you know your feelings and you're present in the body. So mm-hmm. I, I ask those questions because I think it's very important. And like you said, it's not because um, there's one parent in style or that they're bad parents. It's just sometimes, you know, parents in styles, um, they come generationally. So if, you know, your mom never really communicated with her mom, she really doesn't know unless she's practiced or um, saw that this is something that needed to be changed. This is just what, you know, was filtered through how she communicated with her kids. So um, I really, really love, love, love um, the advice that you just given. So I just kind of want to walk through um, a program that you have, the Jewels of Success curriculum. Um, for any parents who may be listening, um, what is this pro- what does this program consist of and how can it benefit, um, like, teens? Well, the Jewels of Success is something that I came up with because I knew that at some point I was going to be bringing the program into churches. They have youth organizations. They have youth ministries. But most of them are for boys and girls together. But I wanted to create something that was just specifically for girls and had something um, that they can um, strive to meet. Like the jewels are purpose, integrity, faith, commitment, communication, healthy choices, strength, love, confidence, and wisdom. And those are the jewels of success that I feel like all girls should be able to strive to implement in their lives. So I have different classes, workshops, events that, that help them apply those things. And they, after they've completed the class, then they get that jewel for it. So it's almost like the Girl Scouts and you get pat, patches or badges. 
I never did Girl Scouts, but I know it's something like that that they do. <laughs> um, right. But this time they actually get jewels that go into that their crown, their, so to speak, invisible crown. And so it ties into that entire royal theme because I really want girls to know that that is what they were created um, to be, royalty. They are God's daughter. They are created to live a royal, beautiful lifestyle, and they can do that if they apply those biblical principles. And those, all of those um, jewels are based on biblical principles. Yes, yes, I love it. So I know you have an event coming up, December yes. 7th, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm super excited for the event. Um, can you just, for those who are listening who may want to last minute get involved, um, of course we know who this event is for, but what can they expect at this event? Well, I think people can look forward to an afternoon of good food, hot chocolate, fun, yes. and a lot of girl talk. Um, the way that I create the workshop, um, since they're getting a lot of information, I like to make it really fun, really interactive, and have different activities and crafts and games that really kind of um, drive the point home without them knowing that they're learning. Like the last thing I wanted them to do is to feel like they're coming into a classroom and sitting there and just listening to me. I wanted them to be involved in the conversations. They hear our testimonies. They hear our triumphs and really see that someone else gets it. I think that's very important for, for girls these days. So we have Pretty V and Daybella, who are from the Atlanta area, coming he, um, coming to talk to them um, about the importance of the first three chapters of the book, because this also is serving as my book launch here in Atlanta, um, A Queen in the Making. So we're going to talk about the first three chapters, which is authenticity, bravery, and confidence. So it's like the ABC. And we're going to have um, just a fun and exciting format involved with different activities and games and girl talk that surround those three chapters. So I think it'll really be fun and it'll be hopefully be inspiring and encouraging um, for the girls in attendance. And then we're going to have a pink carpet. We have a beautiful backdrop where they have like selfie stations and then we have my books for sale and the journal. Can't forget about the journal. I created a companion journal that goes along with the book, and it has guided questions, mantras, affirmations, scriptures, and activities at the end of every chapter um, just to drive the point home of what the book is talking about but also gives them a way to dig deep and reflect on where they are so they can locate themselves to see how far they have to go in those certain areas A to Z. Yes, I love it. I love it. So do you have any mentorship programs available or any other services um, that parents or teens can benefit from? Well, we do the monthly workshops. Um, Right now we have been doing the monthly workshops in College Park, but I'm looking for a building now so I can have um, a place where the girls can come, they can lounge, they can talk. We'll have mental health professionals there, and that um, is something I'll be working on to to launch in the spring of, of 2020. And then also I do coaching for girls. So I do mostly group coaching, but sometimes I do one-on-one. Sometimes my girls just call me. They don't text. They don't email. They don't set an appointment. They just call on FaceTime. <laughs> hey, Miss Tiffany, what you doing? Guess what happened <laughs> to me today? Yeah, that kind of thing. 
I have a like for real. I have an open line of communication with the girls. I love that I it. To. Girls in Chicago and here now, and some in DC. I just, I mean, I love the girls and talking to them and just letting them know that I'm here because I just don't want them to feel alone in their journey of this life because life is hard. And so I right. think they it gets they it hits them. Oh wow, life isn't so easy. It's not all butterflies and unicorns. So I try right. to provide. Um, yeah, exactly. So I try to provide the monthly workshops. We also are going to start having field trips every other month um, just to broaden their horizons. And then um, I'm starting a YouTube channel um, next month. So that will be upcoming and just answering their questions and just getting into the nitty-gritty of some of the things that are in the book as well as um, talking to other people around the country about the things that we do in Atlanta in the workshops. That is amazing. Now, for those who would like to volunteer or donate um, to your amazing organization, how can they do so? They can go to our website, which is www.thepropelinitiative.org. They can click the Donate button and fill out the form, or they can click the Volunteer button and fill out that form. We do background checks on all of our volunteers and just make sure that, you know, this is a safe place for our girls. But we take in-kind donations. Um, we have matching gift programs that, um, of organiz- some organizations when they, they make a charitable contribution um, made by their employees, and some of the um, organizations will match the gift. And then um, becoming a volunteer, we ask all volunteers to volunteer for at least six months, half the year, um, or 12 months. And so we have really good volunteers that are there whenever the girls need them to be able to help them with the activities, the crafts, and just to talk to them about certain things. Because sometimes a girl may not be able to get to me, and then they see someone else that's really interested in talking to them and really interested in, in maybe the career that they, that person has or the purpose that that person is walking in. And so our volunteers are a part of that family and a part of that network. They're not just there to set up food or, you know, do something, um, they'll clean up. They're actually there to be a, a support, an extra and additional support to our, to our girls. So we're welcoming all volunteers. Um, I also forgot next year in the summer we're actually going to have a seven-day overnight camp. Um, in the Atlanta area so that girls um, all over can join that camp and really have a seven-day kind of um, meet-up so that they can build those, those tools um, with confidence and with being authentic and um, finding their purpose and claiming their crown. So that's another one of our programs that we're looking to implement next year. Yes, yes, I love it, I love it. And I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation with you, and I'm super excited about the event this weekend. So are there any last words about FISA that you like to give our listeners? If not, how can they find you and support you? Well, they can support me at um, the Propel Initiative um, website. They can support Propel that way. But then I also have a website called um, com, and that is where they can get information on where I'll be, um, speaking engagements. Um, they can book me to bring a workshop to their, their city or their church, and they can see um, the link for my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube channel, TiffanyNicoleGlobal.com. Yes, I love it. Well, guys, 
I am super grateful and thankful for you joining us today on today's episode, and I thank you for being a powerhouse. It was super amazing connecting with you, and I hope that our listeners were able to gain some tangible information to start implementing um, in their households to build better communication lines between you and your child at home. Also, guys, remember to subscribe to www.mcsleeposh.com for upcoming episodes. If you know anyone who can benefit from this podcast, please, please, please pass this episode along. The more people you send this way, it helps us build our community, and we're able to keep providing you with valuable content and episodes. Also, do not forget to subscribe and leave us a review. I love hearing from you. My team loves hearing from you, and it helps us grow as a brand. As always, guys, Have a high-vibe, intentional week. Thank you again for listening to Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast was brought to you and sponsored by Women Living Intentional and Intentional Investments. Want to learn more about us? Check us out at intentionallyposh.com. And as always, have a high-vibe, intentional week.